Ladies and gentlemen, before we do start off the first show of 2022, as of last Friday, we lost a legend in the entertainment world that she was well known with the Golden Girls, along with her own show, The Betty White Show, along with game shows such as Password, Super Password, along with Password Plus, along with Tell Tales, Tell the Truth, and the $25,000 Pyramid. Match game. Yep, and that too, correct. And and she was also on the uh, the Mary Tyler Moore show. And the list goes on and on. In the name of Betty White, unfortunately, in that case, my goodness, as of this, just 11 days shy of almost of breaking that century mark of 100. Fortunately, fortunately, passed away at the age of 99 years old. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, would you please bow your heads down and close your eyes and join us in honoring the late, great Betty White. Thank you. And now on with today's episode. This is the podcast where we talk about wrestling and sports. This is the podcast where goofiness occurs. This is the Ranta Ray Podcast with hosts Brandon Martin, Jordan Little, Eric Lima, Michael Bombardier, and Uriel Ibarra as they talk about everything that's on their minds. Let's begin the ranting and raving. Well, thank you very much, Alex Paris. What an intro. That real introduction. Yes, and a big shout out to uh, Leon Calavera, a.k.a. The Scorpion Death Drop for making the intro for us. Man, welcome everybody to the first episode of the brand new year 2022. And this is overall 117 of the Rants and Rave podcast. So glad you could be here tonight. Man, I am so excited for the brand new year and all that and more and the interviews be coming our way. I am thrilled. But either way, my name is Brandon Martin. I'm the co-founder, co-creator, one of the producers, and one of five of the show. And also with us at this time is our uh, other co-host. We'll first start off with Mr. Eric Lima. 
Happy New Year. Happy uh, 2022. That's right. Rant and rave. I'm here. We're alive. And uh, I'm happy to be here once again. And uh, I'm kind of nervous, I have to admit, because tomorrow we're going to have a big, humongous snowstorm. And they say six to eight inches here in New Bedford. But we don't. But we don't know. Every single time the meteorologists say that, we end, end up getting something else. So here we go. All right. And also back with us after a week of him going to a WWE holiday tour house show in his hometown, we got Mr. Michael Bombardier. Whew. Happy New Year, one and all. Welcome to the first R&R of the new year. A, an awesome, what an emotional tribute that was. Mm. Betty White, also the first woman to ever win a daytime Emmy for Outstanding Game Show host for her work on Just Men. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. And also with us is part of the host of the Bumbling Bozos Variety Program, which you go check out every Saturday night on this certain person's channel, which is Uriel Ibarra, a.k.a. Ibarra. <coughs> ah, 2022, finally. We're done with 2021. I am hoping no more deaths, no more dramas, but hey, I, can, I can't jinx it. But um, hi-ho, everybody, a.k.a. Barbara Studios here back again for yet another grand episode of the Randy Podcast. And let us all, I am expecting for the best and for the worst of this year. Oh, yeah. And also, uh, unfortunately, uh, my good best friend, uh, Jordan Little, cannot be here with us due to him having a headache, which hopefully he gets better, which we love you, Jordan. Be there in support for you. As for that, joining us yet again, but filling in for Jordan, which is our other producer of the show, which is David 3000, David St. Dennis. Hello, everybody, and yes, uh, not to get confused, I'm not uh, Jordan 2.0. I am uh, David Dawson here, and I'm happy to be here on the first episode of 2022. Um, it's been a crazy day for me, to, you know, personally, because... <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> um, but uh, it's been a crazy day for me, personally, because I've got exposed for COVID today. You know, because you know some of the teachers in the class have got um, tested positive, so everybody's was like exposed. Um, so I'm not going. I mean, even if there is going to be a study tomorrow or not, um, I don't. I mean, I'm staying home tomorrow. I'm not going to someone else going back to school in person, but uh, I just hope everything will be okay and I'll stay healthy. Also. I just want to personally thank everybody once again for joining me as for the Wave Hall of Fame uh, last week. Um, I just really want to personally thank you all. Ranking Rings my home, and I'm looking forward to what Ranking Rings brings this year. So I just want to personally thank you all once again. Continue, Brian. Yes, indeed. Well, in this case, though, before we do that, I want to give a little bit of a change in this one for the for the interview wise and as for the interview tonight well it was a change of plans going into this but we had to do the interview earlier 
in the day, which because of that uh, UK time zone, which I can understand that, which is really reasonable. So, which is why we did a pre-recorded interview for this uh, for the for the first interview of 2022, where we have the following of my of my past self and past Jordan for this. So here we go. We'll start off with none other than the notorious angel Amber Joe. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Get your piece already, folks. Uh, and uh, five times I can listen high. Uh, let's start the interview. Yes, indeed. Meet myself for that. Put, put all of us backstage when you start. All right. Look Hello, at- everybody. I am Brandon Martin, the uh, the co-founder, co-creator, and one of the show the Network Podcast, Brandon Martin. And for this one, well, this is a special occasion because due to the fact, which I'll talk a little bit more about that later on the show for tonight. But, but either way, all that aside, next to me is always my uh, my best friend, the other co-founder, other co-creator, the uh, director, the the second of five of the show, my best friend, Jordan Little. Well, I'm not going to lie to you. This is, you know, since this is going to be broadcasted later, I'm going to say this. Hi, future me. Hi, future Brandon. Hi, future Uriel, future Eric, and, and future everybody, including future Michael. Anybody, once we, you know, get this broadcast, I just want to say hi to our future selves. Yes. <laughs> it's like a paradox. Yes. But either way. Like, so I got to ask. Are we in an alternate universe, or is this the same time frame? And we're actually talking to our future selves. Guess what I think my, my future self is thinking? Mm. He's thinking of getting laid right now. <laughs> and who and who knows me better than I? Well, either way, <laughs> currently here with us, she uh, been currently training at the uh, Red Pro Sportsman School of Wrestling. She's been in two years in the pro wrestling scene. And also current Memorial Wrestling Women's Champion, welcome in the notorious angel, Amber Joe, for joining with us. Hi. How are you, Amber? I'm okay, thank you. Um, yeah. Well, why wouldn't I be okay? Did you not see the bout about women 500? Oh, yeah, I I did see it, which I'll talk to you a little bit about <laughs> much more in a little bit. So, so either way, I'm going to go ahead and start since I am one of the bookers here on for doing an interview portion. So I always ask this first question every time on the show. What was it like? Being, what was it like? What, I'm just gonna say this. What was, what was like your starting professional wrestling? Um, I mean, it was nerve wracking and exciting at the same time. Mm-hmm. Is um mainly due to the fact that everybody that knows who I am knows that I'm an openly transgender woman. Um, so 
going into um, wrestling, especially in the UK, um, as an open trans woman was very, very nerve wracking because it's it's not being it's not being done yet, and so I felt a lot of nerves. Um, but I was excited to finally do what I love doing and something that I've wanted to do since I was a child. All right, uh, Jordan, do you have a question for him? Yeah. Um, so what would you say your inspiration of professional wrestling would be? Like what kind of match did you watch that make you become a fan then later on become a wrestler at that point? Uh, the answer is always the same, and it is the triple threat match between Kurt Angle, China, and um, Eddie Guerrero. Mm. Is it the one where Eddie won the title from China, or I think? Uh, it was for the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, but did did Eddie win the title from from China? Went by accidentally pinning her or something, whatever. Yes. Yeah. Okay. the The one with Eddie and and uh, China that storyline was actually pretty cool. Not gonna lie, even though like it's actually showcasing you know how to develop a story. You know when someone has you know like devious intentions to try and take advantage of someone else. You know just yeah, to win championships and matches. It sounds like people I know. All right, and my another question to you: uh, What was it like being trained by Joel Redman, formerly known as Oliver Gray, on WWE NXT? Oh my God! Um, it was it was amazing. Um, I learned a lot, especially uh, with my technical. Uh, he he was very good at the technical side. It was to be trained by someone that was in a position that one day maybe I'd hope to see myself in. And so I took whatever I um, chance I could to ask questions and um ask feedback, improve myself, and it must have worked. And I do have another question for you, which I will get to that, and Jordan will uh, get to ask two questions for that as well. So my other question to you is, what was it like debuting at RevPro? Um, it was, it was fun. Um, it was very, very nervous. Um, Joe, I'm obviously no longer training with, with them. Um, I would never, um, forget the opportunities that they gave me and I forever will be grateful for their help in uh, somewhat helping to find who I am, um, not only in professional wrestling, but, um, you know, as a, as a woman, um, as an athlete. Um, 
it was pretty exciting that I had the chance to make history with Revolution Pro Wrestling, um, competing as their first transgender woman to ever wrestle in such a major British promotion. All right. All right. Order. Okay, I'll ask. I'm going to ask this question, and I don't want you to feel uncomfortable, but I really want want this, you know, to be noticed. What would you identify yourself as? Are you would you identify yourself as he, she, or they, or nothing, or, or whatever it's called? So I am she and her. I'm. My pronouns are just that of if you have a daughter or if you have a wife, you, you know, you use the same pronouns for me as you would do them. Um, so I am a female. All right. And what do you think of the current status of professional wrestling, not just in the UK, but all around the world, not just America, but everywhere else? I mean, it's, it's very, it's growing. Um, it's, I think there's so much more that it can grow into. Um, you know, nothing's perfect. Um, but at this stage, I, I believe it's, it's going in a direction that I really hoped to see back when I was younger. Um, especially in women's wrestling. Women's wrestling has become one of the biggest things um, around the world in professional wrestling right now. And um, I'm really excited to finally see all that unfold. Okay. And I have another question regarding to this is, you know, you did debut in more wrestling and and you became the women's champion. So my question to you, what was it like winning the women's championship? Well, I mean, unfortunately, I never got to pin anyone because, you know, they, uh, my opponent ended up having COVID and the other opponent ended up breaking her leg. Uh, poor, poor thing. Um, so it was just by right that as the only competitor left that the championship is mine um i mean immortal the head founder of immortal wrestling jay white had suspended me for stealing a title that was mine anyway that everyone knew i would have picked up the victory against nightshade and bunny mellow um but the history behind it is crazy it's absolutely crazy and uh they can't suspend me when i have the belt yeah i mean that's just a, it's kind of like this in a way i mean you you are the rightful champion which i can i could give you that but you know by that owner suspending you i mean i get it but still like come on now you know, I wouldn't say suspending would have been the right strategy. I mean, I could I could understand from a point of view where, you know, I believe in winning championships in the ring and not being handed to them. 
is like, you know, how it should be handled. Like winning the belt inside the ring in a match is how I would go about it. But suspending someone who's being handed a championship by via forfeit or whatever. I mean, where was Randy Orton's suspension when he was handed the championship, you know, when Cena couldn't compete? I mean, we we we're in talk right now to see how see how we can come to a mutual agreement. I mean, at this moment it could look like I can return to Immortal Wrestling, um, but the one condition is I will not be the women's champion and will have to vacate and will not be in the title picture for a while. Um, but no one knows. Um, no one knows. Uh, he He's a good man. Uh, Jay is a very good man. Uh, but... I'm the notorious angel. You can't keep me down forever. Wow. But yeah, uh, as we talked about a little earlier during the interview, it was the uh, when I like I said when I did see that tweet though from Bells to Bells of the uh, Women's 500 from last Tuesday. You ranked at 436. So tell me this. What was it like being on the list of the women's 500? Um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm going to answer this as nice as possible. Um, I paid my dues. Uh, so many people could say that I haven't, um, that I've only had four matches. Um, I've only been training for three years now, um, but I have never ever given up. Um, for about COVID, I made sure to have a name for myself. Uh, I built myself a platform um, from ever, ever where everyone else's point of view was, I'm a trainee. Um, I built myself a platform that I have even more followers than um, some of the guys and girls that have been in this business for 20 odd years. Um, so I, I'm just very good at marketing myself. And, you know, I'm all about women empowerment. Um, but it is an absolute honor to be on a list with such incredible, incredible female talent like Sky Smithson, um, Zoe Lucas, Mariah May, my best friend, Mariah Marino and Candy Lee, um, excuse me, sorry. Um, it is an amazing honor to be on the list with, with all of them and who, hopefully next year I'll be a lot lower. Well, I, I get to ask two questions because I think you already asked two questions, Brandon, you know? Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, all right, so you've probably heard the, these people before, um, but I'll just, you know, I think I'll just make it separate questions. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Technical difficulties. Yes. Technical difficulties, uh, folks. Apologize in advance for that. That's so funny. I, we were, I was having... I had a little bit of Wi-Fi difficulties, like, you know, during the first moments of, you know, this interview. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Have a good laugh. And I was also doing a little cross-eyed thing. <laughs>
just to entertain the people that are already watching us live, you know? Yes. So that way I get a reaction like, like Jordan, you're freaking funny. Like, <laughs> I hope, I hope that, I hope, I hope the person doesn't see that. Oh, the person saw it. All right. I did it again. Nope. Never mind. Anyway. Sorry about that. My laptop died. Oh. Well, everybody got to die sometime. Well, do you have a charger for that? Uh, I do, but it's okay. I managed to actually use my phone. Well, can you hear me? Because the I last time... Yeah, I can hear you perfectly now. All right, well, the charger thing, that doesn't count as a question, because, I mean, I was asking you, like, if you had a charger for the laptop. <laughs> One of two questions that I'm going to ask you is, what are your thoughts about um, Paige from, you know, the wrestler Paige that was from England who went to WWE and became Divas Champion on her first night on Raw? What What is your thoughts on Paige? That's like asking me what is my thoughts on Harry Potter. I, I love Harry Potter. Paige, Paige is one of my biggest um, inspirations in professional wrestling alongside China. Um, I, I personally believe she deserved everything um, that she achieved. Um, and it is a shame that she isn't wrestling. Pardon me, sorry. Uh, it is a shame that she's not wrestling at this moment. Um, but the moment when I saw a female from Britain um, fly off to America was when I thought, okay, I can do this too. And then she won the Divas title, which is amazing because she was very different to a lot of the other women on the roster at that time. Um, compared to like Nikki Bella, um, Carmela, uh, she was very much how I would describe her as the leader of her generation. Um, you know, totally different to the rest. She's the anti diva Yeah. And the second question, which is also involving Paige, what do you think of her family, you know, who also run a promotion called World of, I think it was, is it World of, World of Professional Wrestling, or is it just World of Wrestling? Because I think they... It's they, World Association. Of World Association. Oh, okay. Thank you. What, what, what do you th think of um, her family, like her, her brother, her half-brother, and her father and her mother? Um, well, I not had the pleasure of talking to her brothers, um, but I have had the pleasure of talking to her mom and her father, and they are some really nice people. Um, they have never, ever done me wrong. Um, I'm one of these. I Some people may disagree with me. Some people may not like what I have to say. Um, 
but I'm a very open book. I say it how it is. Um, sorry if anyone takes offense. Okay. Um, but they've never done me wrong. Um, and actually, they've been a massive support for me um, to the point where uh, Julia is convinced for me to go down to train at WAW. Um, and it's something that I'd love to do. You know, I'd love to have the opportunity to go where one of my all-time favorite female wrestlers um, trained and learned her craft from her family. And I love that opportunity to pick their brains and study how, you know, uh, Paige was taught to wrestle. Pretty interesting. Yeah. All right. And I know my next question is, if you had the opportunity to wrestle any women's wrestlers, past or present, who would it be and why? Ooh. Great. Um, my first guess would be China. That is, this is really tough because it, it's, again, it's, um, I'm not going to name um, someone from WWE. I'm not going to name, you know, people from a massive company. Um, I actually really would like to work with uh, Soraya Knight. Um, I would love to have a match with Soraya Knight. Uh, I've been, you know, I am, as I said, not only do I see that I, I'm friends with them, but I love the way she works. And I think it would have quite a brutal, brutal match. Or Sky Smithson, the most underrated professional wrestler in all of wrestling. She is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Go ahead, Jordan. Your question. I know some people in the live chat later when we broadcast this are going to be saying, like, you should have fixed your hair before you came on here. Well, thing is, if you wake up with bad head and you, you know, come on an interview, I'll, I'll start pointing that out, too. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, uh, so I don't know if you heard this recently, but considering you know you're in the line of professional wrestling like everybody else what are your thoughts on william Regal getting released from wwe as of late um i i think it was the worst mistake that they've made um i agree he no i've obviously i've not met regal in person i've not spoke to him um but I watch wrestling, you know, I, I was a wrestling fan before I was a professional wrestler and William Regal was actually like the only man that I'd actually watch wrestle uh, because he was, he was astonishingly talented and um, like Ric Flair as well. Um, but he's helped so many people. Um, I, I'm confused why they would really Regal, but Nothing I can do. I'm I'm not Vince McMahon. Thank God. 
Not gonna lie. I mean, I don't I don't have that much of a I don't have that much respect for McMahon after all the crap he's done over the years and especially what's been exposed on Dark Side of the Ring. I've not actually watched Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, well, if you ever get a chance, you, you should uh, take the time to watch it. But then again, that's your choice. I'm not going to enforce it on you, but I do think it is a good series to watch. I mean, some of it can be very, again, dark, as it were. But then again, it's, it's very you know, intriguing, to say the least. I'll take a, I'll take a punch and have a look. Anyway... All right, since uh, a follow-up question, since if you, in that case, Surrey and I, which match type would it be and why? Oh, easy. A hardcore match. I mean, who wouldn't want to see the notorious Angel and Surrey and I in a hardcore match? Um, I think it would very suit. Um, but I've seen that she's done a, I believe she's done quite a few that I've seen and she's just great. She's a savage and I absolutely love her. Um, and plus I, I've always wanted to do a hardball match. Just no draw and pins, maybe some glass and some tables and maybe Lego. Um, but no, uh, anything will go really. All right, uh, Jordan. What is your thoughts? Um, trying to think of somebody here. Trying to you know. What is your okay? What is your thoughts on Nick Aldis? Um, I'm trying to. I mean, if without offending anyone, I'm trying to figure out. Not familiar. I'm gonna put my hands up. Um, he used to be known as Magnus from TNA, but he's known as Nick Aldis, the longest reigning NWA World Champion in our era. Um, I put my hands up. I'm not. Uh, I that's, don't that's surprising. I mean, I thought like you knew who he is, but it's okay if you didn't know who he is. I don't think I'll just change my question. I mean, hopefully he doesn't watch back on this and get offended, but that's I am, that's on him. That's on him if he <laughs> if, if he watches back on it because I mean I asked, so I'll I'll change the question. I, I mainly watch the um, women. I, oh, the I, women's I mean, matches. I'm a big fan. I'm a more of a big fan of the women's wrestling because I love. Seeing the progress that it has made since the brown panty era, um, I wasn't a big fan of. I don't think anyone was, unless you're a typical straight man. I am a typical straight man, but I but I'm like <laughs> I I only I only like the athleticism. I wasn't really I mean like. I think the bra and panties match was just was just a way to help get guys to have a, an erection, you know. Yeah, yeah, it affects, and we need to leave out the sex cells. Truth be told, old, I mean, like as long as, as, it, long you, as know, like, you know, like it does its job and that's draw viewers, that's fine. But then again, I really would say though, 
it should only be utilized unless if it's in, in an environment where it's almost like attitude error related. But nowadays, it doesn't seem to be utilizable because now it's more athletic type of variance, which is fine too. But but since you said something like Brian Payne related, what a, okay, since you don't know who Nick Aldis is, what about his wife, Mickey James? Because obviously, you might be familiar with her. Okay. I am very familiar with Mickey James. Um, but now that you said, Mickey James's husband rings a bell, but I've not actually watched anything of him. Again, I'm I I'm a brutally honest person. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh yeah, and just make up some total excuse my language bullshit. Um, but it's definitely um, I will please Nick if you do watch this. I will go and have a watch. But your wife now that is talent. Um, Mickey James was in that time um in her run uh, was actually one of my favorites her feud with trish stratus was actually my favorite feud um in women's wrestling um i am a huge fan of mickey james i've tweeted and i've had a reply from her and even though i'm supposed to be a professional i may have fangirled a little bit um but that's that's another person that i would love to have a match against um or even just me um i think what she is doing for women's wrestling is really inspiring and it's about time that you know we get the recognition that we deserve um because we can do what the men can do uh you know we can jump off ladders we can put ourselves through jaw and pin um you know, and Mickey James is just showing that. And um, I mean, also like Alonja Blaze, like these women are the reason why women's wrestling is the way that it is now. I agree with that. All right. Uh, my next question is uh, your thoughts on the native beast, Nyla Rose. Would you like to? Would you like the notorious angel to answer, or Amber Cole Patty? I don't know. I don't know which one's been in and out of character in some certain questions, so I'm just yeah. like, um, yeah, maybe the bitchy answers and like you know, the notorious angel, Amber Cole Patty, like really lovely. Yeah. Why yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so brutally honest though? Yeah. Um, okay. Is Amber called Opasi? Uh, my last name is a mouthful. So I do apologize. Um, I it's spoken okay. to I've spoken to her quite a few times. Uh, she is absolutely lovely. Um, and very talented. And actually, the reason why I well her and uh Mariah Marino. Um, I had a reason why I was like, okay, if these girls can do it in the States, then I'm going to do it in the UK. And actually, they're the reason why I just hit the bullet in when it entrained. Um, as Abba caught a passing, um, 
she's lovely. As an notorious angel, I'm coming for your crown. I'm Queen T. You know, an angel versus a beast. I, you know, I would say that's a you know. If we put it this way, um, you know, without building my head up a bit more, it's one of it's the United States' biggest transgender athlete against the UK's biggest transgender athlete. Um, I mean, I I believe it's actually a match that is inevitable. It is going to happen. I'll make sure it would happen, but I'll make sure I'll win because, you yeah. uh, know. But no, no, there's something that I'd love to do. I'd love to meet her. I'd love to work with her. It's a draw call. It's a, it, it's, it's a match that I would like to see more, um, more closer to the time of Pride which I would love to see more um, independent wrestling companies, even like AEW, even like promotions like AEW and Impact. I'd love to, I'd love them to have like a pay-per-view um, full of, uh, new to the Pride Month, full of their greatest LGBT wrestlers. I, I think this, this, that would be amazing. Um, one, it will attract more viewers from the community. And two, you know, you don't see much. And we're we're out there, but you don't see much representation from companies um, for their pride, uh, for their LGBT athletes. No, there's loads of representation from the athletes, um, but I think the companies should figure something out too. Well, I would say right here, you know, even though it could be somewhat of an idea to have some kind of pay-per-view of that setting, however, I don't know if it would necessarily, you know, and I'm talking like in a business, you know, perspective, like I don't know if it would draw as much tickets as it should. I mean, if, if it was properly built, it could, but at the same time, this is why we have, like, you know, this no, new era where we actually have pay-per-views that one, like, there could be a pay-per-view set for just men only and a pay-per-view for just women only. And I think that could, could be, you know, equal in and of itself, you know. So, but that's just how it is. I mean, I mean, if that if there's something that goes down on the line, then, hey, that's two H's on. But my um, next question I would have to say, what are your thoughts on the AEW women's division in, of itself in general on TV, not on internet street like premieres or whatnot, just TV in general? And I want an honest answer because I feel like, you know, you might have a similar thought that I do, but if you don't, then I'll probably explain why I asked the question. Um, I see a lot of potential. Uh, do I believe 
that they have the best women's division? Not yet. Um, to me, personally, I think two companies that I see with some of the best women's divisions uh, would be Impact and NWA. Um, but I see a lot of potential in the women um, in AEW. Well, I'll, I'll I'll say similar, like, yeah, they got potential. But what I'm referring to in regards to TV is that they don't showcase them as much as they should. Like, usually every week they showcase only one women's match on Dynamite, and that goes the same for Rampage, if we're lucky. I just think it's kind of, you know, sad that, you know, you have all these women that you're going to showcase them more on Dark or Elevation, and you're not going to showcase them more on Dynamite or Rampage. But, again... I'm not trying to sound like a feminazi or a, or or you know. I just feel like it's it's not fair that women aren't showcased on wrestling TV on AEW more than they should. But no, no, I I agree. Um, now that you put it in that aspect, I mean, if you're gonna have an eight an eight match card, uh, then personally, I would see four of the matches as men, four of the matches as women. Um, that's me. I'm an equalitist. I'm all about equality. Yeah, I'm an, yeah, I'm all about that too. That's that's the thing though. Equality, you know, it could be a bitch to work with, but I rather, you know, like I want to see like all spare love and war. Like it's the same for the tag team division too in AEW, and that's what really bothers me. It's like they're more interested in the men's single role and they're too invested in it, and they're not putting too much time and effort for the tag team division that actually have tag teams with tag team names or the women's division in general, except the women's title. You very know? much the WWE women's tag team division, right? Oh, my God. That's a joke. Um, sorry. Yeah, it, it, it is. You've released so many incredible talent um, that were tag teams, and you're just putting random people together. It's it's not working. You, it, it's like the mixed match challenge, you know. Yeah. So what I'm what I'm what I'm seeing, um, is it's like he is slowly, on purposely destroying his women's division. And I again, I don't like that. It's like we're going back in time, uh, with two minute matches. Oh my God! I I saw that on this Monday on Raw. Like I felt like that's what I was seeing, you know, with some of them. I only like three of them this past Monday, and then there was one match that I liked on a main event taping. Yep. But I'm now, probably going. I'm probably going too ahead of myself. But go ahead. now the women themselves in WWE, they have some amazing athletes. Uh, I mean, my favorite uh, right now is well, it has been for. For a little while, a shot at flat. People can disagree. People that's that's agree. cool. But to me personally, she is one of the best heels that they have. She knows how to work a crowd. She is incredibly gifted um, in the ring. Um, again, I can't judge her. I've never met her in person. So what I hear from the internet, um, she can be a bit of a bitch, um, but. I mean, to, to me, she's incredibly gifted. She's great on the mic. She's great in the ring. And she knows how to work a crowd. And to me, that if you can do that, then you deserve to be one of the best. Yeah. 
I can understand that. I just think the biggest problem with, you know, with Charlotte, I think, and I think this is a major factor in her career. I think some people can agree with me. Some people can disagree with me, but we all know there's a politic factor within backstage regarding her role in the women's division. I got no problem with her being the face of the women's division at all. I just think, you know, it's a matter of how you're getting there is the problem. Like, She's won the women's title so many times. It's like as if they want to make her a female Ric Flair, which to me, I wouldn't put them put that on a pedestal because Flair worked for over 20 to 30 years until he became, you know, like a 16-time champion. So, again, he that was like 30 years of his, his life he gave to the business in general. Charlotte, on the other hand, She's like giving herself a decade. She's like, I would give like 20 more years just to, you know, be called like the greatest of all time. But then again, you don't have to be in the business for 30 years to be the greatest. I just think, you know, it's how you're utilized and how you're booked should be a factor. And then there's politics that's in backstage too. That can also play a big, you know, factor in how they can ruin you or they can improve you. 100%. But yeah. All right. Since uh, you did talk about NWA, um, they had NWA in power of last year. So if they would have that again, would you like to be a part of that NWA in power? That's like asking me if I like chocolate. Do you? <laughs> if you follow me on Twitter, you should know I love chocolate. <laughs> um. Yes, 100%. I mean, I even have the matches that I would love to see myself in an Empower 2. Um, for instance, I would like to have a tag match with Jamie Senegal against the NWA Women's Tag Team Champion. Um, or even a singles match against Jamie. Um, or even a match against none other than the Brickhouse. What about all of them in a fatal four-way? Oh, then there's no competition. <laughs> uh, there's no competition. I'm I'm winning, but that would that would be great. Um, fatal four-way. Ooh, I can see it. I can I can see it. Uh it's, but as long as I've got Jamie Senegal, I don't care. <laughs> Pretty good. I got I got one for you. Um what was your thoughts on WWE evolution the pay per view, not the faction? I mean like what was your thoughts on that event? Um they should have kept at it. They should have they they should have kept at it. I'm you know, I, I, it was amazing, and I, it actually sold a lot more than what uh, Vincent Mann said. That if, if you know, um, Vince, when Mickey James said, "Oh, we should do more for women's wrestling," in you know, um, it sold. It, it sold. It put butts and seats. You know, um, the card was amazing. The all-out show was amazing, and it gave 
it gave women like myself um something to look forward to and something to be like now we're like the men uh, like you know now we're being recognized and then when he dropped it We need to bring it back. And I would have thought they would have brought it back after Empower. You know, because WWE loves a bit of competition. They love to try and do what everyone else is doing and try and do it better. Um, but we've not seen it. Well, they haven't even got the women to bring it back. Oh, they have women. It is that they don't want to utilize them as much as they should. I mean, that's, 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 it's like the Mae Young graphics. I enjoyed that. I absolutely loved that. And that's something they should bring back. Tough enough is something they need to bring back. Oh, yeah, I can uh, agree to that. But tough enough, bro. Back in those days, I'll say, like, like the MTV days, uh, where maybe one it, you know, Along with my goodness sakes, and let's just goes on and on. But if they were to bring it back, though, tough enough, would you be in it? Hundred percent. Um, as I said, just because, um, you know, like again, I'm I'm an open book. But just because WWE um aren't doing the best at the moment doesn't mean it's not still my dream. Uh, you know, it's been my dream since I was a child. Uh, but that being said, if AEW turned around to me tomorrow and said, here, here is a permanent spot on our women's division, would I take it? Yes, I would. Because, again, I'd be a fool not to. Uh, if the opportunity, I'm all about taking opportunities and running from it. Maybe I could be Charlotte Flair, the perfect opportunity. Still, it's only if Tough Enough ever comes back because then again, they haven't utilized that since 2017, 2016, I think. Uh, yeah, since Mandy Rose, Sonia um, yeah, Chelsea Green. I just don't understand. Like, every time they have a Tough Enough winner, they don't usually, like, except for John Hennigan. I mean, I feel like, you know, they haven't really utilized any Tough Enough winner to the point where they actually make them a real main event star and world champion, you know what I mean? It's, just, it's kind of embarrassing. Like, remember, you remember John, I don't know if you know who John Hennigan is, he's known as John Morrison, you know? Or yeah. Johnny Nitro, yeah, that's who, that's who I'm talking about. I feel like, you know, they, don't, they, they don't utilize, you know, tough enough winners as great to main event status as they used to, you know? Which is embarrassing, I mean. But, still, my question would be, I don't know if you did see NXT when it was, you know, in its, you know, like early years, like in 2010, but there was actually a fe like a female season of two, you know, like season three. But still, what did you think of NXT as a like competition -like thing that's almost similar to Tough Enough, but not completely? Oh, NXT, um, the brand itself is a lot better than what the main roster is um 
incredible talent. Um, again, thanks to William Regal. Um, and uh, who was the other one? Triple H. Yeah, Triple H. Sorry, I'm, my mind's going blank. Uh, like all the coaches, and um, you know, they had the chance. You know, again, this man had the chance to actually be like, okay, right. NXT are doing a lot better than what the main roster is doing. That should have lit a fire up his ass and be like, okay, we need to, you know, rather hire some of the NXT um, writers because some of the NXT storylines were great as well. Um, or do something better. Um, my favorite, my my favorite moment would have been the NXT invasion from SmackDown on Raw. I really, really hoped that NXT would have stitched into Survivor Series because it would have been it, you know, SmackDown on Raw's equal. I mean, it, to me, it's their superior. It's the better brand. I would have combined Raw, Raw, and SmackDown's forces instead of having it being a three-way. You know. But yeah. yeah, you got. I got NXT back when it was, you know, its own brand. This was like when you know before the whole thing with the Wednesday Night Wars, but then they were going into it. But I think that was just a complete waste of time on their end to do that Wednesday Night War stuff because they didn't have to do that. But then again, that's Vince's idea. But yeah, it's. Ugh. Let's buy them I out mean, like I did Nitro, damn it. Yeah, but unfortunately, that failed miserably. Yes, it did. Just saying. Age demographic actually, you know, matters, yeah. too. Yes, that, yes. Uh, I mean, I have no more questions. If you have any more, Jordan. Well, we said an hour, so I'm going to make it count. So, what did? Well, I don't know if you know this, but what did you think of the exclusive WWF um, or, and and or WWE um, uh, UK paper exclusive pay per views like um, like one night only, uh, uh, massacre in Manchester, I think, and then there was no mercy, and then rebellion, and then insurrection, like. What do you what do you think about those UK pay per views? Again, um, brutally honest, I haven't watched them. Oh man, you, I, well, they're well, I wouldn't say they're the greatest, but they are pretty good. I mean, especially if they're you know exclusive to the UK. But let me tell you, if you watch the first one they did, one night only, you'll understand why Shawn Michaels was even more hated, you know. <laughs> and back in '97, than what than he was, you know, already back in the U.S., which is freaking funny because the way how he won that title from British Bulldog and the crowd just was, you know, over there were so pissed. You could probably relate to them, you know, just seeing, you know, how Shawn Michaels was back then. Okay, so. 
maybe this uh you know uh, what what are your thoughts on you know like the raw main event matches regarding like the first ones before the women's uh, evolution like Trish Stratus versus Lita you know in the main event of raw in 2004 absolutely love that um I mean, <laughs> again, Trish Stratus and Lita was, um, they, you can so tell that they had such great chemistry in the ring. Um, you know, uh, again, I love Trish Stratus. I, I, I love Lita. Um, and it was great. It was great to see women main event role. Um, I mean, back then, you wouldn't really think that you'd see. Well, Lita also is the first woman to main event Raw against uh, uh, Stephanie McMahon on uh, Raw's War, I believe, and it was for the women's title, and The Rock was special guest referee. Um, still, that was actually back in 2000. What did you think of that match if you watched it? Uh, well, um, I was probably too young. Well, it's on the well, it's on Peacock or the network, as it were. Well, actually, you can watch the network because you're in a different country. I mean, lucky. No, am I jealous? Yes, because after all, the WWE network should be away from Peacock, you know. But that's just my opinion. Okay, so um. What do you think of the of our current NWA uh, Women's World Champion? Thank uh, me. So uh, I'm, I'm not going to put my opinion across. It should be me. It should. <laughs> well. Well, then again, I mean, like, I don't blame you because I, mean, I wouldn't, wouldn't want to hold a belt. Uh, I'm trying to think of other questions, but I don't want to wait, waste your time because I want to, you know, get this to be a whole hour. Oh, what about, well, I, I think you did hear about Lita back in five. but what did you think about the love triangle she had with uh, Edge and Matt Hardy? Um. Personally, I think it's all pointless. May have been, but then again, controversy creates cash and ratings. So, yeah, but then you know, so does actual wrestling. Um, you know, I uh, impact. Let's take impact. Um, let's take them for example. Uh, now, they don't do stupid story like they well, they don't do stupid storylines like that. Um, I, I personally think that I think it has to have a meaning more. Um, if there was going to be a build up to a big feud or you know whatever and 
I'm I'm personally I'm not a big fan of love triangle storylines or even love storylines unless they're unless they're meaningful really. Unless they're again, unless my, it's built right. Yeah. Yeah. Um that's my opinion. Well, what did you think of the fans' reaction of Leah when they kept, you know, insulting her every time she came to Raw and then she had to retire, you know, you know, after all she gave until that she was actually forgiven by fans after her retirement? She, you know, she has, I don't know why, um, again, I'm, I'm only, I'm 22, 23, um, so I haven't watched much, but for me, it just sounds absolutely ridiculous that, you know, they are, the, the fans, I mean, wrestling fans, the, you know, something else, you know, that you um, they need to respect what we do, really. I, I don't think they, I think they take it for granted, um, more so. I, I think that we need to be respected. Uh, you know, we, we're putting our bodies, um, on the line, uh, to deliver a show for them. So the least that they can do is respect. Um, and, if the fact that she retired is because of the backlash that the fans have been given her, that to me means that people again need to wake up and respect. Yeah. But then again, you know, from a fan's perspective, I think the, the problem is, is the internet, you know, what gets leaked out online and they are, you know, public performers and, you know, celebrities in a sense. I just think, you know, if word hadn't leaked out about the affair she had with Edge behind Matt's back, maybe she the reception would have been a whole lot different. But then again, it's it's you know crazy. I but that you know um, that to me is a more of a personal problem, not a work problem. Yeah. Um. And oh yeah, to do the now that I I believe that I remember to put a storyline about it. Mm. Um, but I I believe that personal stuff shouldn't be brought into work in into the work placement. Um, like the time when um Jim uh Jim Diamble passed away. I believe that someone utilized a promo against him. Oh, yes. I heard uh, that. And I, I personally think it is disgraceful behavior. Um, to me, I, I'm a transgender woman. Uh, Amber Kotopathy is a transgender woman, but I wouldn't want someone to bring my gender identity up in a storyline or in a ring because at the end of the day, I am a female athlete. Uh, so I think personal things should be left should be left out 
You do, you do have a point. I was just, you know, I actually agree with you the whole thing with the Jim the Anvil thing because I thought that was pointless and disgusting with the way how they, you know, exploit his death just to create a storyline just to help build Natalia up, which is, which is fine if you want to do that to build her up, but to use her, her deceased father as a motivational tool, like... Passing given the promo, and I can't remember who it was, um, but I remember hearing that they felt sick to their stomach that they had to do it. I think it was uh, Ru- Ruby Soho, aka Ruby Bright. Yeah, I remember hearing that uh, that they were disgusted. It's the same thing with John Moxley. He, he felt just, he felt like disgusted about what he was originally supposed to do when, after Roman was diagnosed with leukemia again. Even though it was minimum of how he did cut it, the original one was a lot worse, which from what I heard, which is fine. I mean, but then again, it didn't really help matters of what he did to improvise to make it less, you know, disgusting because it was disgusting and less to exploit somebody, whether they're going through a life-threatening disease or if they're already dead, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Another example, um, shout out to his brother when he passed. That was also you um, a while ago. Yeah. I, I guess it didn't personal things shouldn't be made into a storyline. Like even Eddie Guerrero's death too in 05, which got exploited in 2006 just to build up Ray, to be honest, which I thought was... At the time, it, it, it's inspirational, but then again, it's also not a good business tactic all the same. Okay, we gotta do what we do to make compelling storylines. Alright. <sighs> My goodness. But either way, uh, before you go, uh, would you tell the, the viewers where they can follow you on social media, Amber? Uh, yeah, you can. Uh, I mainly use Twitter, right? So you can follow me on Twitter um, under the Amber Joe underscore pro. And uh, just follow me because I'm God's kid. That this one it needs to be said. I'm the future. Of, I'm the future of wrestling. God save the queen. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Well, thank you for uh, joining us on the show, there, Amber. Yeah. No. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Absolutely. Want to have you back in a future episode? Oh, uh, of course. When I'm. Uh, NWA Women's Champion, right? Oh, that'd be good. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> or even Arthur and Power 2. Yeah, that too. Oh, better yet, after I've uh, come back from the state. Oh, yeah. Yes, I am uh, in talks and I have potentially quite a few bookings over in, uh, over in the U.S. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. And for the future us of myself and Jordan, we're going to go to our usual topic. Yep, that was the interview that we did pre-taped earlier today. 
with the notorious angel Amber Joe. Hmm. And that was a success. Future of the women's division right there. Yes, indeed. And now, like the past me said, now we go on to our topics. And as uh, in the in favor of Jordan, you know, we love you very much. It's showtime, ho! Oh. Here we go. We'll start yes. off the first topics for 2022. Ah, I am honored. All right. First topic of 2022 on my part. Ladies and gentlemen, it was a huge news and huge wrestling news, actually. New Japan Pro Wrestling is coming back to a uh, Access TV. And they will be airing epi new episodes March the 3rd. Can't wait to... Uh... Hey, there's Amber Joe. Hello, Amber Joe. Hey, What's going on? Hello. Uh, that was great. That was great. So, yeah. So well, that's a fun. How do you do? And new... New, yep, New Japan Pro Wrestling returning to Access TV March the 3rd. I can't wait. They'll be um, airing after Impact Wrestling, which is a very, very shocking news. And, that, you know, but we've seen Finn Juice appear on Impact and now Jonah appear on Impact. So this is going to be fun to watch. So I can't, I can't wait to see. And as you know, we have an IWGP heavyweight champion. I think Kushika, uh, I can't say his first name, but I know his last name. Okada is yeah. the champion. So I'm going to, yeah. So March the 3rd, New Japan Pro Wrestling return to Access TV. Whoever has Access TV, you're in luck. We're going to watch it. I know I do. I'm watching Impact right now. Can't wait. Yes. All righty. Okay. Here we go. Next one up. Okay, now, um, unfortunately, I only have one topic, but um, since last time I was talking about Legos, I'm going to be announced. Lego has uh, recently announced three new upcoming um, Lego Ideas products. And one of them probably is going to tick someone. So, first things first, a, a new set titled Sheriff's Office Wild West, which pretty much is just a Lego set, but it's in the Wild West, which actually looks really impressive. You see the you see like the official products, so it's more different than the uh, fan ideas. So I can't wait to see what they're gonna do with that. Next up is the NASA SR. Whatever that is. Um, the next up is the NASA SR seventy one Blackbird, which is a rocket ship. Impressive. And next one. Load it with the rocket fuel. Load it with the warriors. Sorry, if I had to put it in there. Hey, fine, no worries. Usually when usually when I get in trouble, that is the best part. Oh. <laughs> but last but not least, get this: a Gremlins pro a Gremlins Lego product has been greenlighted. Really, a Gremlins? I, I, that'd be interesting. Which is made which is made by a bulldozer, which is the same guy who did the um. The, the Lego Flintstones uh, Legos idea, which I cannot wait to see this. Already and my Legos. <laughs> Mine ain't get rid of my pretty pebbles. <laughs> see, Amber, we love to have a good time on here. Yeah. Which I'm actually interested in seeing what they're going to do with the Legos, with the Legos Gremlins product. 
And looking at the uh, the fan submission, it looks really fantastic. Recently, there was a um, Lego Home, Home Alone, which that one looks incredible. So... <laughs> that was exactly like Macaulay Culkin, right? <laughs> <laughs> there was a painting called The Scream, too. <laughs> oh my god. Which I I would I would love to have that uh, Legos um, Home Alone, but a Legos Gremlins that sounds really awesome. Heck, heck, I would love hell I would love to get one Lego of those. version of Joe Pesci. Hey, Lorreen. Richard, 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 and uh, that's it for my uh, first topic. Legos, you've done it again. All right. Excuse <clears throat> me. Oh. Oh, okay. Give me a second here. This is going to be fun. I just found out Gianna Barrazzo just won the match by submission. And um, speaking of impact, we got um, a huge congratulations go out to two uh, special wrestlers who are going to become parents for the very first time. And that would be the bloody undead bride, Sue Young, and Rich Swan. They're expecting their first child. Okay. So, so congratulations are in order there. to um, to Sue Young and Rich Swan. So, congratulations. They'll be having their first child pretty soon. Because uh, if you saw Impact last week, she came out and zapped both Brandy Loren and Kimberly for failing her. But then she looks down at her pregnant stomach and says, your time has come. He's pregnant, so she's gonna have a baby. So, congratulations to Sue Young and Red Swan. That ends my second topic. So, yeah, I, said, I know you know you know Sue Young very well, Brandon. So, if the next time you see her, pass on our congratulations. Yeah, I will for sure. And, and uh, for my third and final topic, okay, I think I know where this is going. I know where <laughs> this is going to, as you know, both of us in the sofa is one of the funniest shows on the internet. And I always had a feeling that every time I go in there and chat, I'm going to get roasted by Gary. Guess what? He did it to me again. He roasted me again. Uh, of course he did. He roasted, nah. me, he roasted me again. He says I should host a cooking show. What? <laughs> You're not Martha Stewart, for exactly. I, uh, Michael, I agree with you. I'm not a cook. All right? All I do is put food on the plate and nuke it. That's how. Yeah, that's what we're In fact, if I even tried a cooking show, Gordon Ramsay would fire me from YouTube if I yeah, ever attempted. Definitely. What are you? An idiot sandwich. Yeah, maybe he would tell you some nasty stuff. Yeah. Yes, uh, I Fuck off, Wolya. Yeah. yeah Spelling uh, Wolfgang Puck. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, uh, it, this was, uh, huh. <laughs> first final time I'm yeah. There's Amber Joe right no. there. That is, Amber Joe, the future one. of the women's division in wrestling. That's all I'm going to yeah. say. Yes, absolutely. Um, whatever, whoever company hires Amber Joe is going to be good. Um, yeah, so Garrison Newkirk always called him Big BFE again. But then here's the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We won. And so, ha. Yeah, I put a ball on his shirt to make it look like me. Uh, you know, I got maybe a little bit on the portly side, but well, how, but might I digress, ladies and gentlemen? But then he, and then I decided I'm going to diss the Buffalo Bills. That's where I'm going to draw the line there. I'm sorry, Michael, but I, but I'm going to diss the Buffalo Bills. Hey, Gary, <laughs> the Patriots won six Super Bowls. Your Buffalo Bills had 
four straight Super Bowl appearances. And yet they won all. And they, they won, won nothing. Nothing. I'm with you on that one. They won nothing. He's putting out a fact. He's putting out a fact. You call you call you Buffalo Bills the good guys after they bullied Mac Jones for and didn't get and Patriots did not get a penalty call. Good, they're the good guys. The only Bills fans actually Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Yeah. What is a Super Bowl? What's a Super Bowl? Ah, Amber Joe. It's a it's American football. Uh, it's the biggest championship in American football. It's the first week of Feb- first weekend, first Sunday of February. Um, two teams from both the American American AFC Conference and nationally national conference go at it, and whoever wins yeah. wins the Super Bowl. We have we have college bowls here in the states. Football, it's American football, not European football, aka soccer. That's and that's what it is. It's an American thing, Amber Joe, and. Uh, and I'll bet and, the NFL has been to England before. Yeah, NFL's been in England before. You're right. Yeah. Niners and Patsies. Watch it, Peter. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> Watch it, Peter. Watch it, Peter. And, and also, Eric, if I remember correctly, Gary is a Yankees friend, too. Yeah. And Gary, uh, oh. I, 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 would, I would diss the Yankees. Rugby rugby with rules. Uh, they have, they, they're, they're more less tougher than. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, you know why that night is sunny, right? It's, like it. it's a little less rug- rugby with protective gear, Amber Joe. I like it. Amber Joe. It's great. Um, That's right. God is watching you. The Lord is watching you, David. Well, Chris, no, well, what? You gotta take one of those temples out and bring in another one. What for? You need Gmail's man. You need to bring in I'm not bringing nothing. Then you change one of them. And will Bill Cosby know what they got? Yeah. Oh, boy. Ah, the inspiration and the influence. Anywho. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, and Gary, you want to keep roasting me? That's fine because I'll be coming after you, just just for the heck of it. I I just like I like when Gary. Gary's a funny dude, you know. Gary is a funny dude, and that show he made him and Romy makes the show even funnier. And uh, I got like I said, I'm giving I always give a shout out to you, Gary. I know you're a friend of the show. Um, I feel like I have a right. I'm a friend of the show. <laughs> I'm um, watching him. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So uh, when the lights turn, the devil's watching. And well, so the light is the light turned off is the devil. Yeah. Anyway, it, the devil. Oh. Yeah. So Garrison Newkirk, I love you, buddy, but uh, your bills do suck. <laughs> also, yeah, if Gary roasts, Sorry, if Gary roasts, if Gary roasts you, that's a way to that's a way of him saying that he likes you. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad too. When he roasts me, I think he likes me, and that's really cool. I just like having fun with him too. So Gary's I'm, I'm a funny no guy. guy. What he just talks about every big beefy, thank you, Danny. Big beefy, Danny Lewis. Big beefy. Wait, now wait a minute. Now wait a minute. Can you say you were a St. Louis Cardinals fan? You're from St. Louis. You're not going to be for a reason. Romy, go get the off, Romy. Go to get the off. <laughs> 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 oh, Jeez, boy. I thought that was clumsy. Hey, Peter. Hey, Peter. I like Eo Shirai, so thank you very much. Anywho. Yeah, hi, old there. So, anyways. So, yeah. So, Gary, I love you, buddy. Keep doing your show. Keep being funny. If you wanna, if you wanna, you wanna roast me, go right ahead. It, that could be. That should be a both. That should be a both tradition. I'll laugh my butt off. I, I had everything said about me under the sun. Everything said about me. But I love you, Gary. Gary, Romy, Austin, and Alex. You guys keep doing your thing on both. we love you. 
And uh, I'll tell you what, you know, you want to roast me? Keep roasting me. I'll, I'll probably come. One of these days I'm going to go on that show just to, just to roast you back or something like that. So that's a challenge. <laughs> so that ends well, my uh, third. Well, Danny, third if say, if, Danny, if you say in the what, Sorry David? What, there, but Danny? If you say, uh, if you say, Danny, uh, you can like the Cardinals and Yankees at the same time. Well, good luck with that, Danny, because 2004 AOCS, I'm more. I don't get it. So, so if, um, so Amber Joe, if you want to know what the Super Bowl is, it's basically American fo- mm-hmm. uh, the American Football Championships, like that the World like Series that. in baseball. So, uh, Hey, listen, Peter. I like EO. And then again, Gary likes Gary likes Hikaru Shida. I'll take her away from him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Thank you, Ben Stan. Another one that's on my side. Yeah. Listen, I you know, listen, I, I'm not gonna diss the Yankees. I've done too much of that. And besides, oh, yeah. ever since the curse you want ever, to lose your status as baseball fan like David's. Well, here's well, here's the here's the thing, too. The curse is over. The curse is over, you know. Two thousand four. Like I said, I always show respect to some of the Yankee players, like Jeter, um, Rivera, you know. Uh, Andy Pettit, Bernie Williams, yeah. and, uh, Andy Pettit, Bernie Andy. Williams, Hideki Matsui. He's, he, I, I liked him. I think he was really cool. Matsu, Hideki Matsui. Yeah, yeah, and I can't believe uh, Ichiro played for the Yankees one year. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ichiro Suzuki. Yeah, he played yeah. for the Yankees. One year or two. You didn't know Ichiro played for the Yankees. You're a Yankee fan, so yeah. Well, I knew Stephen Drew. Stephen My Drew. Goodness. Yeah, Stephen Drew. Hey, listen, he helped us win the World Series in 2013. So I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take fun. that. So, but anyways, so, um, so that's my third and final topic. And thank you very much for being the first topic of 2022 here on Rant and Rave. That's really cool. All righty. Yep. All right. Next up. Say hello to your Uncle Charlie. Okay. <laughs> <It'll be laughs> me. That's, my, that's my new avatar, by the way. Just let me show that off. Yes. Yeah, cool and, and, uh, the, you know what? But, but I digress on my behalf. Oh, ABC ABC Torrent is not feeling good right now. That's why he's not here. Yeah. Oh, Lux Putnam, my favorite Putnam brother. Oh, it's Alex Putnam, hey, what's up, Alex Putnam? That's my line. He's trying to steal my line. <laughs> Sorry. That's my line. That's my line. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Uh, but either way. But yes, my first topic, as usual, some more prestige wrestling news. And as a month and 14 days away, Rosalind 2, the biggest independent wrestling show, will be in the in the Pacific Northwest, Portland, Oregon, Rosalind Theater, Rosalind 2. As usual, Sunday, February 20th, where a lot of stars will be there, including Malachi Black, Alex Shelley, Dalton Castle, 
Dave Richards, Ty Valkyrie, Calvin Tankman, Third Duration Start, Nick Wang, Dark Sheik, MV Young, Effie, along with Alec Hatch, Dan Housen. Dan Housen, so, yes, this is Dan Housen. Davis, where are you, Davis? <laughs> that guy's hilarious. But yeah, and we are part of one of our sponsors for this show, along with our good friends. We'll get to that once we get to our usual sponsors. But yeah, some more prestige wrestling announcement news that Rosalind 2 that we will be crowning the first ever prestige wrestling world tag team champions. That the teams in the match will remain a mystery until the night of the event will be chosen by guest GM, as I mentioned before, Danhausen. And the one in Sacramento will have Laura Loca Taya Valkyrie will be there. And also the day before Sacramento, we have the one in Santa Cruz, California. The Heartbreak, the Heartbreak Core, uh, none other than Shaza McKenzie will be going will be coming to the States. Leave for this. Sacramento. Sacramento, there I go. <laughs> I'll be sure to come back when the Lakers beat the Kings in May. <laughs> uh, that was yes, I do. Oh man, that was funny. But yes, this is uh will be that's all prestige wrestling announcement news and the talent announcements. But with that being said, that's the end of my first topic. Oh, and, and, oh, and a high hole long killer demons. Okay, so uh, well, hello there, Mr. Hawking. Well, I was, um, you know, watching the interview. I decided it would be a great time to make a meme, and I know Danny will like this one, so this will be my first topic. So let me start this. Uh, oh, a cute dog. Uh oh. This is Sarah. the gray. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think, boy? Yes. You like that? <laughs> Vince the Great. Vince the Great. <laughs> ben and... Yes. Um, Myself is embarrassed. Look at me, boy. Look at me. Look at with Vince McMahon. And then... Michael. Yes! Never gets old. Next time, try to try a bigger pillow. I saved you, Ben. I saved you. Oh, that was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. You're like what's the name? Oh no, you're not. Hey, that's not gonna cut it. Oh, and I think for adopting people. <laughs> you don't need to have a degree, right? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 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 
Oh, and oh, where are you? Where's your face? Oh, what is that? Jordan is missing out. You're trying to be. Mike Wilson. <laughs> oh, we're breaking out there, David, before anything else. Oh, we got to look at your IP address? K-Shop says green now, Brent. Oh, that was funny. That was the funniest thing everybody's telling me. <laughs> it's so good. First oh, episode of the new year, I, and I think this is already the highlight of the night. <laughs> now it's added on to the <laughs> that was great. Yeah. <laughs> and don't rain Lorraine. I will not. What are you trying to be the hate guy from Mario? <laughs> I will not rain on your Lakers because your Lakers are good. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. This is me, Mr. Contract. I like to sign people with contracts, so uh, they can appear on my streams and uh, start some great uh, work uh, streams while I'm in the bathroom. So don't forget, otherwise I would time them out. Um, I would like to interview Kermit the Frog. You call? Yeah, so uh, what I like to do when you have some pre-shows, you know, it's not really my favorite topics. Um, so... Wait, uh, what, what do you think? Come on. Oh, good. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of lost. This is marriage <laughs> Yeah, speaking of marriage. Oh, my gosh. Marrying Piggy, big regret. All right, what's, what's next? Brent. Yes. What's next? <sighs> All right. That was funny. My gosh. Oh, that was hilarious. Michael, you're up. All that. It's tough. Oh, ouch. <laughs> After all that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you got him. Yeah. After all that, we finally get to do an AEW Rampage recap tonight. Yep. Oh my goodness. Oh, that was hilarious. I'm doing good. First up, kicking off the show, we got Darby Allen accompanied by and the Andrew! <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Hawking. <laughs> Who set me up for that? Who set me up for that? That's my that's boy. Why my, that's why I do not give out my phone number. Yeah, don't don't dox. No, that, that that's dangerous. Sure. All right, Darby Allen, accompanied by and the famous words of Tony Schiavone. All right, here we go. Bad stinking Welner. He called me too. 
<laughs> oh, here we go now. <laughs> it happened with David. Now it's happening with me. Oh, not again! <laughs> I think David had this one planned. You're lucky the Maple Leafs won last night. All right, Darby Allen, a company company fight. The fuck? (laughs) Mike! That's my boy. Oh my David, God. you son of a biscuit. <laughs> Darby <laughs> Allen taking on Anthony Bowens of the acclaimed. Yo, listen, listen. Why did he <laughs> Oh. <laughs> wow. There's my response. <laughs> Winner of the match, Darby Allen. Time of that one, 11 minutes and 3 seconds. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. <sighs> My goodness. Darby Allen, man. All right. <sighs> we got a women's tag team match to play a holla holla. Oh, yes. Shout out to Ronnie Mac and Jazz. And speaking of Andrew! <laughs> oh no! The prime minister called you again. Can't even talk. Crap! <laughs> Dang it, Maya! Oh, is that street fight? Yeah, it's a street fight. Uh, oh. Ty Conti at number ninety-nine. And 99 to the Dark Order, Anna J, also hey. known as Ty J. Ty J. Okay. Taking on the bunny and Penelope Ford. Whoa, Anna. Whoa, Anna. Whoa, Anna. John Silver. That guy is cool. I like John Silver. Watch it, Peter. <laughs> At least they're learning something today. <laughs> A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Uh, what is I'm pondering, I'm pondering, I'm pondering, I'm pondering. Hi, Jay. This is how I feel about the New York Rangers. You're no chair slayer. That belongs to Gary. <laughs> oh, I missed again. I suck at this. Time of that one. 10 minutes, 42 seconds. And then, Brandy, you know what time it is. Oh, my gosh. Here we go, which is, we know the famous words of Todd Grisham, formerly known from Sunday Night and And ECW, because it's now time for the Can David spell like big bird? The title is on the line. Cody Rhodes. Taking on Ethan Page. With a TNT title. Right? Oh, Lorraine, don't worry. I like John Silver. He's a funny dude. I like him. If you watch BD Elite, you know why. I, I, he's just funny as heck. John Cody Silver. Rhodes, of course, being accompanied by Arn Anderson. 
Ethan Page, of course, being accompanied by his partner, Scorpio Sky. And Dan, oh my God, what have I done to Vince Russo Lambert? <laughs> Scorpio <laughs> Sky, a.k.a. Harold. <laughs> I, think his name, I think his real name shouldn't be Scorpio Sky anymore. It should be Harold Sky. Fudge. <laughs> 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 there you go. Oh, wait, they got a quine. Or better yet, David 3000 or David Harold. David Harold 3000. David Harold. I'm not sick or anything, but I keep drinking this water, though, which is really good for me. Better than no soda. We're going to look at that tonight. I have Scarecrow Freddy. Uh, Scarecrow Freddy. Winner of the match, it's David Harold. Harold. Who's Kumar? Don't do drugs, kids. No, eating at White Castle. Then I said David Harold. David, I said David Harold. I'll be near Patrick Harris. Winner of the match, it's still TNT champion Cody Rhodes. Time for that one, 14 minutes, 13 seconds. Whoa, that is match of the night. Alrighty. That's the end of my first topic. Alright. And before uh, we go on to the next one, and that is the first half of the <coughs> 2022, and now we go to our two main sponsors to start off 2022. We first start off with our good friends, Jesse Carter and James Bernard Jr. over there at the Pro Wrestling Shoot. So Jesse, take it away. <clears throat> What's going on, Rant and Rave listeners? Do you like listening to wrestling interviews? Well, you're going to be going to the right place. Come check out my podcast, The Pro Wrestling Shoot, with your host, Jesse Carter, where we do interviews with pro wrestlers, music guests, reviews of current product, and reviews of old product. If you like listening about wrestling, you'll love listening to my show. Come check us out and give us a follow on Facebook at The Pro Wrestling Shoot, Instagram at The Pro Wrestling Shoot, on Twitter you can follow me at Carter Inc., C-A-R-D-E-R-I-N-C, and then we're also going to be doing some live streams on Twitch and YouTube shortly. You can follow us on there at The Pro Wrestling Shoot. Go ahead and go over there and give us a subscribe so that way that you know when we're going to be dropping content. You'll be notified right away and you can get started on the action. Come on over to anchor.fm to follow the podcast, The Pro Wrestling Shoot. You can also catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, anywhere you get your podcasts. It's available everywhere. Come check us out. All right, let's get back to what's more important, and that's the Rant and Rave podcast. And finally, but certainly not least, we have Alex Perez as we talk about the 25. Are you bored? Are you looking for a YouTube channel that features the best game shows created on YouTube? Are you looking for entertaining TV shows and live streams all created by Alex Paris? The 25 has your answer. We feature the game shows. We feature the most entertaining TV shows. And we have some awesome live streams for you to enjoy. All created by Alex Paris and his wonderful staff. The 25 KAPR TV only on YouTube. Yes, come to my game show stream. I'm bored. I'm bored. 
<laughs> but either way, that note. Either way, welcome Michael. back to the second half of the first show of 2022 of Rank Break Podcast, episode 117. We'll go ahead and see who will start off the second half and of the first show of 2022. All right. So what you got, David? For my second topic here is uh, is it a strikeout? Yes. A strokeout. A strikeout. Strikeout. Strokeout. No. My second topic here is. Uh, um, my second topic here is uh, an update about Channel Thousand Angels. There's going to be a new episode tomorrow, tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. We have a lot of things signed up planned, including some special prank calls. Uh, Brian knows what I'm talking about, but no spoilers. Um, we are doing some uh, other games, uh, <coughs> some new games that we played recently, and. Uh, also, uh, Ben Warner is a new member of the team, so I want to congratulate Ben for uh, being part of the Channel 1000 Hangouts team ever since this past week. Um, so I'm very happy to have him on the on the team, and hopefully this will have a new era to the show, and hopefully we'll continue to make more great episodes for you guys to enjoy on Friday nights. And for those who are wondering, how come I moved the show to Friday nights? Just because... <laughs> Oh man, this year is off to a fine start, isn't it? Oh, I love it. I already love this year. Not for for me, Michael, because there's some people trying to spam call me after a crazy Who are they? And it ain't that ain't me. It ain't me, Chief. This, this squirt, Eric. Don't try to do. Don't try to do something, Eric. That's the youngest one here. I'm not. I, listen, I don't know your number, anyways, man. So don't don't worry about this. A thing. This, this is from Messenger. There Who are you calling this, squirt? That's the youngest one here. Little whippersnapper. I, I don't know your guy. number, David. Don't worry about me. Just do your Respect topic. your elders. Yeah, David. I am. I am checking. Oh wow. Um so back to what I was saying. Mm. Um like before I was doing great, <coughs> Michael. Um God dang it, Andrew. Now, hold on. Let me let me get my topic. Um now for my second top. Now um the reason why I moved the show to Friday nights is because, you know, we've been having successful ratings on Friday nights recently, and also, I don't want to do the show during the week where I have to get up the next day in the morning for, you know, for school and stuff. I don't want to have any, any difficulties of that. So, that's why I decided to move this to Friday nights. So, I hope you're all looking forward to new episodes of Friday nights. Uh, ben Warner, welcome to the team. And that's it for my second topic. And Mike, screw you. <laughs> and what did he do, may I ask? Continue. That's right, that's right, that's why I thought. <laughs> Either way. Next! Uh, NXT New Year's Evil. 
There we go. Hmm. Let's do it. I know. Championship unification. Beautiful. Both the NXT North American and the NXT Cruiserweight titles are on the line. Carmella Hayes takes on Roderick Strong. Winner of the match and still NXT North American champion and... And new <clears throat> NXT Cruiserweight champion <clears throat> Carmelo Hayes.
NXT champion, Braun Breaker. The cool 2.0 era has officially begun. Well, with the exception of Imperium, of course. Time with that one, 15 minutes, 28 seconds. The it cool thing about that moment was they, uh, Rick Steiner, <laughs> off camera, jumped in the ring <laughs> to uh, celebrate with his son. Which I really, would say really... I'm really torn between the championship unification match and the NXT championship match for match of the night. Talk about bookending I'm, matches, man. I'm torn between those two. Yeah. But nevertheless, and on my second topic. Alrighty. And I am up for my second topic, which I'll be talking about the releases that was happening this week. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, NXT got hit big. <sighs> yep. Of course, and they are the following, which is Timothy Thatcher, along with Danny Birch, referee Scott Armstrong. What? I'm not joking, Michael. Fingers. Why? Oh, yeah. And along with uh, Hideki Suzuki of Diamond Mine, Captain Carino, also known as Allison Danger. And we also have uh, Dave Kapoor, along with Ace Steel. Ryan Katz, the road dog Jesse James. What? William Regal. Oh my goodness. And Who's yes, gonna say war games now? Oh uh, yeah. I will. War games! Okay. Yes. <laughs> and also, as of now, hello there, Mr. Bogard. But either way, and I'm not surprised by that. Again, for a second time, Samoa Joe. Yeah. That's why I said NXT got hit really, really hard. Yeah. And already starting off 2022. Oh, yes. How wonderful? Oh, yeah. How worse? Yeah, way worse. If you ask us. Yeah. But, yes. Like what uh, Mike, what Mike said. the re More releases will be coming. And we'll keep up on to date on that one. To let everyone know the the recent releases of, of the WWE. But either way. That will be the end of my... Uh, second topic and with that <sighs> AEW Dynamite mm -hmm. starting off the night the AEW world title on the line Hangman Adam Page taking on Brian Danielson 
one. That was epic. I totally give this match of the yeah, night. Both guys got blessed, busted open. Man. Winner of the match and still AEW World Champion, Heyman Adam Page. Time of that one, 29 minutes, 6 seconds. Then we have my jealous fan taking on Captain Sean Dean. That was an interesting situation. Yeah. That was an interesting match. of the match as a result of a disqualification. You're going to be surprised by this. Captain Sean Dean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, with that. I remember uh, before you get the time and all that, Michael. <laughs> yes, where uh, Punk gave uh, Dean the, go the GTS to go to sleep. Where <laughs> yeah, right on. Yeah, right on purpose. Yep. And he uh, and receiving MJF's first loss of the new year and also overall in his AEW career. <sighs> yeah, MJ finally lost a match on Dynamite. Great. Exactly what I needed. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun when he got out. I was like, when CM Punk did that, I thought, oh, is he turning at Sean <laughs> Dean? And I realized he outsmarted MJF. Yeah. Oh, that's one way you can outsmart someone. Oh, yeah. Segment in which Chris Jericho returned to Dynamite and recalled his last appearance on, on TBS back in April of 1999. That was until 2.0 interrupted, uh, including Daniel Garcia. That was until Eddie Eddie Kingston and Ortiz made the save. Next, we have Wardlow, accompanied by Sean Spears of the Pinnacle, who were... In Jordan's case, he likes to call it the penial. The penial. Mm. Mm -hmm. Taking on Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Good point, Mike. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Scary, oh. scary picks too. Scary <laughs> selfies. <laughs> David's getting outnumbered today. Me tonight. Oh. I need to... <laughs> hey, hey, roll me. I need to be more structured. Just saying. The more structured. Or we'll take it on Antonio Zambrano. Zambrano. <laughs> What are that one? Well, I forgot to mention the time of the Sean Dean versus MJF matchup. The time of that one, for the first time, the word. Oh, quickie! 47 seconds, that was. And in terms of Warlow versus Antonio Zambrano, one of the matches of Warlow, at the time of that one, again, the word. Another quickie! 123. That should be on dark. I'm sorry. That should be on dark. Yeah. <laughs> the TBS tournament finals. History was made. Oh, oh yeah. 
Ruby Soho versus Jade Cargill. Destination of Winner of the matchup and... Oh, yes. And the first ever new... TBS champion... Jade Stinkin' Cargill. I, I knew. Yeah, yeah, you and Jordan kind of knew that. Mm-hmm. Her uh, underpiece trick still continues on. Time of the... One of these days, someone's going to beat her. One of these days. Time of that one, 11 minutes, 13 seconds. Next up... Malachi Black taking on Brian Pillman Jr. of the Varsity Blondes. Of course, accompanied by Julia Hart. We saw her with that. We saw her with one good eye, of course. Yep. And of course, I mentioned this in a previous episode of r and You mess with Julia Hart, Malachi, I'll mess with Zelina Vega. How about that? And, uh... Mm. Mm. You have female Ahmed Johnson. <laughs> One <laughs> of that matchup, Malachi Black. Take the DX sign for all I care. Time of that one, six minutes, two seconds. Brandy, gonna know what time it is. Yep, and this will be the. Oh! <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Oh, wow. Ouch. You were saying once I called you, Ben? Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, either way, where was I? Oh, yes. The uh, the final uh, the final one, uh, 2000, the uh, first episode of 2022, once more, Todd <laughs> doing from the Sunday Night Heat and WWECW, which is now time for the main event. Uh, yeah, he knew that he was going to do that. He knew that I was going to do that. <laughs> the AEW World Tag Team titles are on the line. Player Holla Holla. Shout out to Ronnie Mac and Jazz. Prime Minister for Andrew Hawking. And Head Fist Shake for Joe Gertner. Jurassic Express, accompanied by Christian Cage, taking on the current champions, the Lucha Brothers, Ray Phoenix and Penta El Zero Miedo, accompanied by Alex Abrahantis. Finally, I pronounced his name right. Yes. Winners of the matchup, and... Here we go, and new... AEW World Tag Team Champions, Jurassic Express. You know what? Time of that one. 14 minutes, three seconds. We already want... know what's the match of the night. Yeah, you oh, said yeah. the world, world title matchup. I got to say the beautiful moment, um, the coolest moment about uh, Jurassic Express winning the belts is, I know somewhere up in heaven, Luke Perry is going to be looking down at his son, probably jumping for joy and just – you know, dancing to that theme song of Jungle Boys and just I know his I know his um I know Jungle Boys mom and sister were there and they were there and they were t- in tears, but like Tarzan's boy. Yeah, I, I think that's the name that's the name of the song, uh, Tarzan Boy. 
but great song yeah, <clears throat> of the eighties. But um, I gotta say, gotta be, gotta be proud of uh, Jungle Boy. He's come a long way, and just <laughs> tonight, David celebrates Psycho Day Mayo. Psycho Day Mayo. <laughs> Dave Mayo. Oh, wow. You're pulling a Jordan, I see. Oh. <laughs> Even with Jordan's not around, I can't I can't escape the Mexican jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jordan is not original, too, so. <clears throat> Baltimore oh. Tarzan Boy. Yeah, that's the one. Baltimore Tarzan Boy. That's Jungle Boy's theme song. Yeah. But again, world title match. No doubter. Match of the night. No doubter. That's the end of my third and final topic. All right. And I am up for my third and final topic. It is one Antonio Brown. Oh, here we go. Yeah. The man flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yes. That 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 guy. I'm like, my goodness sakes. Well, what he did, though, was uh, during that game against the Jets, the he tried to take off the jersey. He actually uh, threw the gloves to the fans and decided to leave, knowing that he was going to get either – he was going to get released from – the Buccaneers. <laughs> oh, and my goodness, I have, and I'll. This one is the the NFL on Fox. This one, it's gonna be. I'm gonna read all this from that statement from Antonio Brown. Yeah. And my God, this is a he said, she said situation. <clears throat> It's not like bacon Kermit's the flex's fingers. <laughs> but either way, um, oh, I'm gonna enjoy reading this. My god, wow. here we go. He says this, and all the quotes is the following First of all, I like to express my gratitude to the Bucks, fans, and my teammates. The Bucks helped me return to productive football after I had difficulties that could have ended my career. We worked together to resolve those difficulties, and I will always appreciate that. Being part of a Super Bowl champion team and then a contender is a dream come true. I make mistakes. <coughs> I'm working on myself, and I have positive influences around me but one thing i do i don't do is shy away from playing hard on the field no one can accuse me of not giving it my all every play because of my commitment to the game i relented to pressure directly from my coach to play injured despite the pain I suited up. The staff injected me with what I know, now know was a powerful and sometimes dangerous painkiller that the 
NFLPA has warned against using. Ah. I, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I gave it my all for the team. I played until it was clear that I could, I could not use my ankle to safe, safely perform my playing responsibilities. On top of that, the pain was extreme. I took a seat on the sideline, and my coach came up to me very upset and shouted, What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? I told him, It's my ankle. But he knew that it was, it was well documented, and we had discussed it. He then ordered me to get on the field. I said, Coach, I can't. He didn't call for medical attention. Instead, he shouted at me, you're done. My word. And while he ran his finger across his throat, coach was telling me that if I didn't play hurt, then I was done with the Bucks. Oh, oh, does this get better, folks? Ooh, it does. Get ready for the firecrackers. Firecrackers. I did not quit. I was cut. I didn't walk away from my brothers. I was thrown out. Being fired on the sideline for having a painful injury was bad enough. Then came their spin. Coach denied on national television that he knew about my ankle. That's 100% <laughs> inaccurate. Not only did he know I missed several games with the injury, he and I exchanged texts days before the game where he clearly acknowledged my injury. He obviously knew I was on the injury list. And the GM acknowledged after the game in text messages to my camp that I did tell coach about my ankle pain. And, oh, and there is more. My goodness sakes. Oh, get ready. And it says, I know we were losing to the Jets, and that's what's frustrating for all of us. But I could not make football plays on that ankle. Yes, I walked off the field, but there's a major difference between launching from the line and taking hits compared to jogging off the field with a rush of emotions going through your mind. I am reflecting on my re reaction, but there was a trigger. The trigger was someone telling me that I'm not allowed to feel pain. I acknowledge my past. But my past does not make me a second-class citizen. My past does not forfeit my right to be heard when I am in pain. First, they cut me. Now they cage me instead <clears throat> of asking how I felt or getting to the bottom of it. The team texted my camp promoting a totally false narrative that I randomly acted out without any explanation. They <coughs> writing, don't spin this any other way. 
I have stress. I have things I need to work on. But the worst part of this has been the Bucks' repeated effort to portray this as a random outburst. They are telling people that first I walked off, then I was cut. No, no, no. I was cut first, and then I went home. They threw me out like an animal, and I refused to wear their brand on my body. So I took my jersey off. As part of their ongoing cover-up, they are acting like I wasn't cut and now demanding that I see a doctor of their choice to examine my ankle. What they did not know until now is that on Monday morning, I had an urgent MRI on my ankle. It shows broken bone fragments stuck to my ankle, stuck in my ankle, excuse me. The ligament torn from the bone and cartilage loss, which are beyond painful. You can see the bone bulging from the outside, but that must <clears throat> and can be repaired. The MRI have been read by two top orthopedic surgeons in New, in New York City, including Dr. Martin O'Malley. At hospital uh, for special surgery, not realizing that I had already scheduled a surgery at HSS. The Bucks ordered me under penalty of discipline and with a few hours' notice to show up to a more junior doctor at HSS. For another opinion, what a joke. They're playing like I wasn't cut, giving me a surprise attack order to show up to another doctor with no reasonable notice and setting this whole thing up as a basis to cut me because what they did on Sunday was not legitimate. Sorry, GM. I already received a confirming opinion from the top doc at the hospital you ordered me to go to. I love the Bucks fans. I really do. I love my teammates and everyone who showed me grace and believed in me. I gave the Bucks everything I had on the field. What the organization is doing now needs to get cleaned up. I do not understand how people publicly claiming to be concerned about my mental health can do these things to me in private. Once my surgery is complete, I'll be back to 100% and looking forward to next season. Business going to be booming. And that was it on that. And my God. Uh, oh, my goodness. <clears throat> I'm going to have Aaron kind of start with his thoughts. Yeah. Before I get mine. Sad. I mean... I don't know who to believe at this at this point, but Tampa Bay is trying to do whatever it takes to win a Super Bowl, even playing the players injured. I mean, I don't know, I don't know, but let me, the, the league should investigate the Buccaneers, though. I hate to say it, yeah, about this situation with with Brown. You know, calling out Tom Brady's trainer. 
That's all I got to say. And let's not forget, he did jumping jacks and everything as he was. What's that noise in the background? Don't worry, it's the Big Bang Theory, so. But um, what I was saying was, um, actually, it's okay, we can, okay. Um, Let's not forget, Antonio Brown was troubling around and doing trouble checks on his way, exiting the stadium after he took his clothes off. Did it seem like he was lipping? No. I think in a way, yes. Yeah, but why he would do that if he thought that this was a serious injury? I, I mean, I don't get it. What, like honestly, I mean, I can agree with. <laughs> I can agree with. You know, you know, the Buccaneers have to, you know, investigate the situation. Because honestly, there's no winner right now on the Antonio Brown side or the Buccaneers side. Even the coach who's involved. Um, so, I mean, who knows of what's going to happen when we get in the next season. Uh, I, I mean, I... Honestly, think right now nothing else is going to happen. Uh, even Antonio Brown posted screenshots between him and the coach on social media about before the game, as for the injury and not resting, not resting any games. Um, but honestly, though, Antonio Brown, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to act that way, take it off your clothes and throw them in the stands. That's not right. Like you are guilty for doing that. This is this is the same guy who lied about his COVID vaccine's car not too long ago. I'm not joking. So, <clears throat> I mean, <clears throat> he's won like what two Super Bowls now? If I'm correct, Eric. I think no. I think he's won his first Super Bowl. He never won one with the Patriots. He only played that one game. And then uh, the whole the whole sexual assault thing came out, and they cut him right away. Yeah. So yeah, so Turner Brown, you're not in a good spot mm-hmm. right now. And heck, after you left the stadium on that game, you go to a basketball game the day after. Like, what the heck? So, I mean, I don't know what's gonna happen. I mean, I have no hatred towards Antonio Brown, but I'm just disappointed in him. Because you know of his actions, uh, he did he did on national TV, um, because the idiot Vontazi Burfecht, if, if he had not hit him, I think Antonio Brown would have uh, yeah, had a good career. But that hit by Burfecht, I think that's what started the downward spiral for him. Yeah. Um. So who knows? Uh, what's funny thing is. But the Buccaneers were down when Antonio left, and then they came right back later on, which is kind of crazy. But yeah, um, I mean that's what Tom Brady does. I mean, I guess he can't do it without Antonio Brown. Um, because Antonio Brown was his guy, so 
I mean, I, I don't know if Gronk is still playing right now, but I mean, I, I don't know, but how they're survivor, but um, I'm going to say is Antonio Brown, you need help, a lot of help, and we need to investigate this from both sides of the story because this is nothing to this is nothing to say, oh, this is just soon. This is actually kind of serious for football, and I really hope everything gets cleared up and we just move on. And I mean, with Antonio Brown's talent, I believe he'll get another chance, but it's not looking pretty for him right now. So that's all I have to say. I mean, everybody else who can have their thoughts right now. All I gotta say to you, Antonio, is this. For what you did, though, was very uh, hypocritical for what you've done. And for you taking off that jersey, doing jumpy jacks and all that, and throwing the freaking gloves to the fans. That was... Was that very necessary for you to do that? And also... And I know David mentioned this on there that you have faked the uh, the COVID cards, you know, for you pretending to be vaccinated. You can't do that shit. You can get in trouble for that, by the way. And also, and then you were also attending a uh, Nets game. Yes. I mean, seriously. All I got to say is what David said. You need help. Hopefully, the investigation comes down to a close, you know, if it all works out in your favor. But if not, oh well. It's on you, Antonio. Not on us. Just saying. Just want to welcome Survival to the chat. Hello, Survival. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think that's it. Who's next? Well, in this case, you. Yeah. All right. Well, since we're on the NFL topic, I might as well uh, tell you guys that this is the last week of the NFL season for 2021 to 2022 season. Week number 18, I'm going to tell you guys what the schedule is. Uh, We have the Chiefs and the Broncos at 4 30 p.m. this Saturday. Um, we had the Cowboys and the Eagles at uh at 8 15 on Saturday. Yes, there's two Saturday games. We have the Washington football team on uh, Sunday, January 9th, uh, at 1 p.m. Eastern. We had the Bengals and the Browns at the same time. These are the one o'clock games. We have the Steelers and the Ravens, we have the Packers. Aaron Rodgers and the Lions, uh, the Colt, the Colts and the Jaguars, the Bears, the Vikings, the the Tyson's, the Texans, um, the Tyson's, <laughs> Mike Tyson, the hello, my Tyson, my Tyson, the world team now, my own team. And now for the four twenty-five games, you have the Saints and the Falcons, the Seahawks and the Cardinals, the Chess and the Bills. Oh. Um, 
And we have the Panthers and the Buccaneers, which that game right there, there's going to be a whole little talk about Antonio Browns. Just saying. Um, and now it's at the same time, we have the Patriots and the Dolphins. Sorry, Alex. Um, and we have the 49ers on the Rams. And then for the Sunday Night Football game, we have the Chargers and the Raiders that I'll be able to wear this season. So those are my great topics tonight. Yeah, those two games, um, what is it? Um, 49ers, Rams. Jets, Bills, Jets and Bills and Patriots and oh. Dolphins, that's huge. Two of the hugest games ever to decide the division champion. Yes. So this will be. I'm running for Aaron Rodgers, just saying. What? Aaron Rodgers is not playing for either team. No, I meant for the MVP. Oh, I think I think Aaron Rodgers won the thing. I think. Oh, like that's for the Packers. Excuse me. For the chest, I'm running for the chest. Um, Survival thinks he's Pat McAfee. Still has got to Super Bowl. That's funny. But either way, we are. Done with the show to end off the first show of 2022. And now do it for Rant Rave Podcast episode 117. And if you like this episode, please give this a thumbs up. And also, if you're brand new to the channel, make sure to subscribe on my channel. Please do. Notification bell under my name, Brandon Martin, on your YouTube app so you'll never miss an upload of live stream. Don't forget to subscribe to WEML TV Channel 77, along with Michael Bombardier, David 3000 Network, and ER <laughs> Videos. And with that being said, next week we'll be interviewing Charlie Haas on the show. Well, I got some questions for him. Uh, Me yeah, I am, too. I, I am looking forward for this interview. Hmm. And with that being said, I will see you guys next week for the Rant and Rave podcast. So with that, keep ranting and raving, and good night, everybody. And tune in next time for your another episode of the Rant and Rave podcast. Yay! See and, yes. And 